Welcome to the Afternoon Ask Anything show here on DK Sports Radio, where you, the listeners, can ask questions on Facebook Live, Periscope, and YouTube live on the show. And then later on DK Sports Radio, you can listen to it in podcast format with all with, with all of your questions being answered there. So I'm going to catch everyone up. So in the last 24 hours, things have been very bad for Pitt basketball. I mean, you could probably extend the 24 hours to a few years, but it's been especially bad the last 24 hours because Efton Reed, who – Kind of figured out, okay, he probably will be going to a bigger program in LSU or Florida State. No one knows who that is, Carter. Okay, Efton Reed, five-star superstar center, was supposed to be one of the best centers of this upcoming recruiting class. He was was slated to go to Pitt for months, and then all of a sudden, other schools swooped in, and now he's going to LSU. And that's a huge loss for Jeff Capel. He still only has one high school recruit, two got two recruits out of the transfer portal. Things are rough there. And then – not even 24 hours later, Justin Champagny, Pitt's first player that's gone double, uh, that's averaged a double double in the season since DeWan Blair declares for the NBA draft. Just pain on top of pain. That now means that Jeff Capel has four out of five starters missing from last season. Four of those guys went to the transfer portal, or three out of those guys went to the transfer portal. One of those guys is going to the NBA draft. It is a rebuild uh, on top of a rebuild. Yeah, the. Cliff Notes version. The program's doomed. Alex, what you got tonight? Pirates versus Reds at 6.35 p.m. Uh, the Pirates will have um, another first baseman. Yeah. And, you know. Probably Philip Evans, right? That's what Shelton said coming in. I mean, yesterday, Shelton hinted that Todd Frazier was going to get a good chunk of those first base starts while Carla Moran was on the injured list. That obviously isn't happening now. So their only real options are Philip Evans and Eric Gonzalez one of whom basically needs to play third base anyway. So that's not exactly the best situation there. They also still have Hunter Owen, the rookie, who does at least have some experience at first base in the minor leagues. Probably will get a look there too. You know, before I proceed with the continuing celebration that is this day, I have to bring up that it is a little bit unusual that Shelton did say, yesterday in in Chicago that he was going to use Todd Frazier and then Todd Frazier was no more um and you know he didn't hit the ball well yesterday either he had a couple of hits they were cheesy little things and he did keep his foot off first base on the one uh, that that handed the Cubs a base runner but I really doubt that management meaning Ben Charrington just said you know, in a whim, they woke up this morning and said, "Whoa, this guy really stinks." You know, <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, so I don't know if there was some kind of disconnect there or not. Is what I'm saying. There, there probably was a little bit. I mean, we hadn't seen Frazier really in the lineup a whole lot leading up to this either. I mean, he came in in place of Call Moran in Saturday's game. He got the start there because there was basically nobody else that they could put at first base that wasn't playing somewhere else. So it was a situation like that where I think they were like, hey, you know, this guy, even in dire straits that we're in right now, probably isn't going to get a whole lot of playing time. And I guess they just cut the cord so they can bring in Ben Gamble, little outfield depth instead of corner infield depth. Uh, let's start going through some of our uh, some of our questions here that we have from people. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Afternoon Ask Anything is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. And sometimes you use that phrase, uh, our friends at, and you've never actually met these people. You know what I mean? Like they're sponsors or whatever. Mike Sukic is a friend. 
Uh, Mike Sukic is a, is a guy who has literally fed all three of the people on this screen. Fed well. Fed well. Although he leaves, <laughs> although he leaves the cooking to us in some cases. <laughs> of course, referring to steak on a stone. Uh, let's see what we got here. Carol Ann asks, I'm surprised that Mr. Lemieux has not said anything about the Tom Wilson situation. He was once vocal about this type of situation. Um, and then she says, thank you and love you guys. We love you back, Carol Ann. The, uh, I have at least broached the subject that the Penguins could have shown some support here. But you're going to have to remember a couple of things, Carol Ann. When you go back to that time, when that was when Mario referred to the Garage League and the Islanders had the bloodbath out in Uniondale and all that other stuff, this is – Mario got no support at the time. He spoke into a vacuum. And you know what? That's exactly what Pat Dolan did with the Rangers just now in his statement. So maybe there's something a little bit there. Also, understand, the NHL isn't all chummy-chummy. Okay, you're not going to see, you know, in, in the NHL, if the Flyers get in trouble, you're not going to see the Penguins go and bail them out. In the NFL, you're not going to see if the Ravens have a Ray Rice situation where the Steelers pipe up. No. Okay. Everyone leaves their own battles to themselves. That's why it, well, the one thing I did suggest was that if and when the Ra the Rangers got fined, and they did a quarter of a million dollars, that the rest of the East Division would each chip in to pay part of the fine and make their own statement about uh, Tom Wilson here. Tim asks, who's Pitt's quarterback this season? Same I guy, mean, right? <laughs> yeah, Kenny Pickett, the guy who's been there since like 2017. I don't know what the uh, – Is he being challenged? Is. I guess maybe Tim's asking if he's being challenged. Oh, he won't be challenged. I'd say Davis Bevel, though, has really really stepped up in the spring practice and especially at the spring game. He may push. He may have pushed Joey Yellen to the side. Davis Bevel is a, is a, uh, who's a sophomore uh, quarterback who's, pro who's going to fight to be the number two guy behind Pickett. But Davis Bevel at number two, I'd say Joey Yellen right now at the number three, the transfer guy they got from the Big 12 last year. And, yeah, he's kind of lost that spot. A golf doc asks, serious question. We're attending our first game at PNC Park since 2019 Ooh. this evening. First of all, uh, welcome back, man. I, I'm, I'm so happy for the people who are coming back into these stadiums and arenas. Uh, golf doc wants to know if Quaker Steak, he says steak, but he means Quaker Steak and Lube, is still is still in the park. I I don't know. Do you know, Alex? I, I, I think we, it's... I think there's one on the 300 level. It's I'm on the 300 see. level, so we don't see it because the way we're entering, I, we come through the main concourse. Well, actually, that's close to the press dining for my way. I have to pass that way. So okay. I, I think I think there is still one. Uh, Tim Allison asks, with Todd Frazier out, wait, Todd Frazier's out? <laughs> Will the Buckos call up Will Craig or someone else? Alex, there's something about Will Craig – that has not meshed with Ben Charrington. And, I, you know, I see, I, I get on one hand, because he's not Charrington's first-round pick, so Charrington doesn't have to be married to these guys the way the predecessors were. But he also is a gold glove, a minor league gold glove first baseman. He also did hit a fairly significant number of home runs for, for Indianapolis, albeit with, in, the, in the now juiced ball era. Um, what is his major malfunction, and, and why, why has this management team not liked him? I mean, I don't know if it's 100% they don't like him, but they really liked who they had at first base these last couple of years. Josh Bell, they traded Josh Bell. They really like Colin Moran. They challenged Will Craig to try to learn some outfield, but like you said, he's a gold glove winner at first base. 
and he frankly hasn't hit well enough to justify being a first baseman in the major leagues, even with that spot. Now, with that said, there are 39 players on the roster, at least temporarily, before Gregory Polanco comes back. They could bring back Will Craig for a cup of coffee just to see what he can do at the major league level again. But like you said, this isn't one of Ben's guys. This was a Neil Huntington guy and a guy who, frankly, was dropping as a prospect for a long time before Ben even came in. Like he was a guy whose main traits in college were the raw arm, how strong it was, and his power. Well, the arm doesn't mean as much whenever you're playing first base and the power just hasn't translated without an aluminum bat anymore. This guy just isn't the type of guy you would expect from a first-round pick anymore. Kevin Kramer suggests that the Rangers pay the 250k in pennies. I'm all right with that. Take one penny per wheelbarrow up to the NHL offices because they're both in New York. You know, just have a series of wheelbarrows going from Madison Square Garden to the NHL offices, which, by the way, are really close together. Uh, I feel like there's some accountability under Ben Charrington more than the past regime. Eh. Let, let's hold off on that one, Brian, because, again, like Alex and, and I just said, when it's not your guy, it's easier to show that accountability. You know, unless you're referring to Todd Frazier, in which case he actually overstayed. I mean, the guy was. I mean, to, to build off of that, I mean, go with the Anthony Alford, go with Dustin Fowler, guys who. They, they were gone faster. Season. Yeah, guys that they came in saying, hey, you know, we're going to give these guys a legitimate look. They saw what they saw. And they're like, nope. Go back to AAA. See if you can figure it out there. Mike says that Mario first called the the NHL a garage league in 92 after himself, Yarmir Yager, and Kevin Stevens got thrown out of a game against the Caps. That's correct, and that's a good correction, Mike. The, 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 the other thing I'm referring to uh, was way post-garage league. I got the, the two things uh, confused in my delirium. Let's see what else we got here. C-Mac says, just bring in Albert to fix the Pirates' problems. Uh, Alex, is, Al- is Albert Pujols going to keep playing? Yeah. I'm, I'm shocked he's not a White Sox already. Member of the White Sox already. <laughs> I mean, Tony La I mean, DH, it's just... Oh, I forgot. Tony's there forgetting the rules yeah. to extra innings. Yes. Yeah, just a horrible, horrible <laughs> marriage that would be. Um. Matt says that Tyler Anderson really impressed. He says, Tyler Anderson really impressed me yesterday. Didn't expect him to pitch all eight innings. Can we expect more of this? Well, Matt, doesn't sound like you watched him pitch in San Diego last week either. Uh, I was out there and watched him flirt with a no-hitter, and I understand it was really late at night, but it still happened. Uh, He has been outstanding. And when Derek Shelton says, as he did yesterday, that he feels that his fastball command is, yesterday was the best it had been all season that's saying something considering this guy has just been nails Uh, he's 31 Uh, he's not part of the future but man he could help build that future yeah I there are two things Tyler Anderson does really well one is he throws strikes he's got to be in the zone he's not going to beat himself with walks the second is he does a good job changing velocity and not just going fastball change up, but like the slider has like a six mile per hour range that he could throw it at. So you're going to get, you're going to get a lot of off balance swings and what he does with the timing and, you know, different deliveries. He just does a lot of things well to keep hitters off balance while still challenging them with strikes. Yesterday was maybe the best, you know, like, like Shelton said, the best, the fastball has looked 
all year. Don't count on eight innings going on, but he's the type of guy that you hand the ball off to. It's like, okay, they've got a puncher's chance of winning this one, if nothing else. Randy asks, and Randy says he once met a company president who had a plaque on his office wall from the Dallas Cowboys and noted that he had been signed by the Cowboys, but the president admitted to me that he had been cut the next day. It was a courtesy signing. Do you think the Steelers ever perform such signings? <laughs> Do they sign a player for a day as a favor, then cut him so that the guy – no. Yeah, that's, that's the, the, the the most might have been back in the day. Like if 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 a, if a player wanted to retire as that's a Steeler, different, a real yeah, player. Yeah. But but yeah, I've never heard of the Steelers ever doing something like that. That's wild. That's the hey Cowboys, go ahead. I was gonna say that that's that's really just one here. Uh, ben says he just signed on and saw that Taylor wasn't here. My bad. <laughs> ben, she's on some point this week. Uh. <laughs> Here, Ben tries with an actual sports thing. Can the Penguins win the cup? Maybe it's just the weird year as a whole, but I don't get the vibes. You know, I, I wrote after the the Saturday game, the, the, the Sabres game, and after the Penguins had clinched the division, a list of things that genuinely worry me about this team going into the playoffs. And, and it wasn't universally well-received by the readers. I, I was called a buzzkill, among other things. Um and and that's okay. And when you've had two first round exits in a row and two unceremonious first round exits, you know, don't forget four game sweep by the Islanders, uh, four out of five to the Canadians who were the 24th seed in a 2014 tournament, you have earned your skepticism. My biggest thing here is whether or not they're going to be able to get up to speed with their system. And the emphasis there is on the word speed. They play a system where they work in a pack and they do things together. And there are multiple sticks on the puck to win it back. There are really smart, quick decisions in order to keep the puck. These things don't happen with the snap of a finger and they generally don't happen after a week long layoff. So between that and a lot of guys coming back from injury and Jeff Carter being new and everything else here, I have some concerns about that. Dan demands that we bring in Taylor. She's not here. What do you want us to do? We're just going to throw the hockey questions to uh, to Carter. Yeah, let's do it. Thank goodness. Uh, Matt says, when do you think we might see Cole Tucker back up with the big league club? That's a good question right now. I mean, what what's going on with him? I mean, he was down in Bradenton for a long time for what they called skill development. They said that they liked what, you know, he was able to work on, especially offensively. For all the injuries the Pirates have had, though, they haven't been in the middle infield. And they don't really want to go back to Cole Tucker in the outfield right now. They want him to stick at shortstop. So there really isn't a spot at the moment for him unless they want to just commit to him being a backup and Eric Gonzalez being a third. And Cole Tucker needs everyday reps right now. And we'll be right back after this message. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Hey, that was neat. 
Okay, so uh, we come back and the C-Mac says Tebow gets cut as Jags tight end. What? Yeah, T- Tebow signed with the Jaguars or something like that. He's, he's about to be a tight end for the team. Yeah, this is going to go very well for him, like everything else. It's, it's, it's a weird signing. I don't get it. But, hey, Jaguars, go do your thing, man. <laughs> Quarterback, outfield, tight end. Is there any position this man can play? Um, Quarterback. <laughs> wow! Don't tell it to Ike Taylor, baby. Hey, 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 he had one, he had one good day. That don't, you know, Devlin Hodges. Okay, <laughs> if you're gonna pick one good day to have, let it be in a game like that. Uh, Dan says, "Chris, who's this year's?" I believe he means Mike Hilton. Yeah, that's a mix between Johnny Holton and Mike Hilton. No, yeah, um, no, but he—I'm sure he means Mike Hilton. Of course, no, we 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 got you. Um, no, so okay, uh, this year I don't think there is a Mike Hilton. If you want a run stuffing corner, uh, that's the thing is that Mike was very unique to what he did. But I do think the Steelers—they they, they do have the slot corner that they're looking for. They could still sign one in Brian Poole. He's still in free agency. I think that'd be a smart move on their part. I think that getting a veteran slot corner available would be worth worthwhile, but. Arthur Mollick got they signed signed in free agency. He played a ton of snaps last year in the slot. So Wait, for out, whom? For who, which team? For the Jets. Oh, um, so those count? Yeah. Those snaps? Okay. Yeah, th- 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 those count. But he, he had seven pass breakups, two interceptions. Not bad. And the versatility is going to be important there. But everyone's looking at Shakur Brown. Remember, Mike Hilton himself was an undrafted guy, a no-name. No one knew who he was when he came to Pittsburgh. Slot cornerback could be that again if they with this Shakur Brown guy. That yeah, looking at, everybody he loves could Shakur play in Brown. There. How did he make it through the whole draft though, getting picked? Slot, cor- slot corners, man. Yeah. Slot corners. They, they, people just don't value them in the NFL draft it. But they value them when they actually get to the NFL. Seems kind of strange, doesn't it's it? It's weird, but that's how it works. Uh, C-Mac says Tebow will be the Pirates' next starting pitcher. He he will not. And by the way, I keep seeing all these tired lines about the Pirates and their pitching or whatever. Their pitching's been really good. Okay? I mean, it's okay to say that. It's, it's okay to, you know, you can hate Bob Nutting and Seven Springs and payroll and all this other stuff and still acknowledge the things about the franchise that are good. They've had very good pitching across the board, including the starters, which I didn't see coming, Alex. If they get, if they just get out of the first inning for some of these guys, like I, I put that in the ten thoughts. <laughs> it's Trevor Cahill. Like, well, not just him, but you know Keller, cool. Like out, after the first inning, like Pirate starters have like the tenth best ERA in baseball, with like the big dogs of like the Nationals and you know really good rotations in that mix. And I know that submitting a heck of an inning, but. Maybe they should really explore those openers for Trevor Cahill because first inning runs don't come cheap. Mike says that he's seen ads on NBC for the playoffs to start Saturday. Should we lock it in or take it with a grain of salt? Mike, we're talking about the NHL here. I don't think they know when the playoffs are starting. Uh, NBC showing their ads would just be to show when the games would be on NBC, and NBC would never put first-round games on a Friday night. So I wouldn't read anything into that. I would read something into all of my various jabs at Bettman and his people at league offices. Uh, Dan says, Alex, Leiter or Kumar? <laughs> How about neither? Yeah, Lawler's the, the hot ticket right now. because Jordan Lawler are... is the high school shortstop for anybody who doesn't know. Yeah. Um, Jack Leiter and... Kumar Rocker, of course, are the two starting pitchers uh, in the Vanderbilt rotation, both of whom have kind of, you know, 
Leiter's given up a couple metal bat home runs, and people are scared because he, you know, hasn't he? Last year was his freshman year. Obviously, didn't get a whole lot of starts. So this is the first time where he's had this expanded workload. And now they're a little scared that he's, you know, giving up some runs. Vanderbilt skipped a start for just work management. It's not like Lawler's stock is really rising right now. It's people are just scared about Leiter. He's still the guy for me. That fastball is too special to pass on. Dan says, Carter, if Ben were to walk today, who would be your top pick for them to go get at quarterback? That's pretty hypothetical, but go ahead. Yeah, okay. I mean, you mean like right now? Like I, He says today. The man said today. There's nobody left. I mean. Jimmy G's available. Okay. How about Tebow? <laughs> God, no. Just uh, uh, So if Ben walked right now, I, that, that, that wouldn't work. See, that's the thing, though. Dan wants me to say Jimmy G because he's a San Fran, he's a San, he's a Niners fan. So that's, this is a trap. So I'm not going to give him the satisfaction. Not on this show, sir. But I will say this. There are plenty of guys who could fall next year in the draft. We Remember, Zach Wilson wasn't a name, and he was the second overall picked guy. Crazy things can happen. Steelers fans, just be patient for what's going to happen at quarterback. Yeah, well. Todd Frazier's available, too. <laughs> you C. Are Jones says, do you guys believe the Penguins' goaltending is good enough to win the Cup? I'll ask you guys this first. This isn't all too inside hockey. Uh, Carter, you first. Goaltending good enough to win the Cup. 16 playoff wins. Sure, yeah. They, uh, Christian Jarre, he's played well enough this year. As long as he's healthy and the guys in front of him are healthy, I think they got they got it. They got the speed. They got the talent. They, just need, to, they, they need to have their good days, but there's a lot of talent in this year in the NHL. They can get got by anybody. I think it's going to be an exciting run. Alex? If, if they win, it's not going to be because of the goaltending. It's going to be because of the speed they have on offense and they're yeah. superstars. So the goaltending just doesn't have to be a detriment. So, sure. Yeah. I, you know, Jari's a tough nut to crack. And I say that on and off the ice. Um, I, as many times as I've communicated with a guy, I feel like I still don't know the first thing about him. And every time I think I've got him figured out in one direction or the other, he surprises in one direction or the other. Um, I do know that he stepped in last year when Matt Murray wasn't playing great and the Penguins needed a lift in that series against Montreal. And yes, he lost the game, uh, but he played very, very, very well and did not look at all blown away. Now, that said... It was in an empty building in a bubble, completely different than the scenarios that he's going to face, not necessarily at the outset of the playoffs. You're still going to see partial crowds and everything else, but we'll see, man. June 1, everything's supposed to open up. I don't know what kind of limitations the Penguins and other teams are going to still have, but uh, how you handle the playoffs is going to be uh, is going to be a – a big, big variable in this, meaning the playoff atmosphere. Christopher says, if everyone waits till the mid-20s, you guys can find your own, your very own Brady Quinn. I yeah, I mean, that... I, I guess. Uh, it, it's But the quarterback classes are different every year because here's the thing. Dayon, of the last 50 NFL drafts, you know how many quarterbacks have been selected in the top three of the draft? Oh, I do know this. I actually ran across this. Don't, 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 don't. Um. Go ahead. It's like it's really so low. There's, there's 48 guys who've been selected in the first three picks. Of those 48, only two have yeah, won Super Bowl. I was going to say I was going to say three, and it's it's like who Mahomes and uh, no, because Mahomes, no, no, Mahomes was 15. Mahomes was 15. That's right. Yeah, it, it was it was Troy Aikman and Peyton Manning. Those are the only two in the last 50 NFL. So so that's the thing. Like this notion that you can't 
get the superstar quarterback of the future unless you're a top ten pick. It's ridiculous. I mean, I I think that uh that Justin Justin Fields might be the might be the guy that does that does the most damage out of this year. Patrick Mahomes was fifteen. Deshaun Watson had to wait wait a while. So. I, I think people are putting too much in the idea that they have to get a top five pick to get their quarterback. It's just not the case. Yeah. When are we going to sign pool holes? Asks Hayden. It'd be easy <laughs> stories for me. It actually doesn't. It, there's not, it doesn't make sense for Albert. Okay. No, I mean, that's the big, that, that's the big thing here. Albert, let's be real here. Albert has his pick. Okay. And if Albert is looking for one last run or something like that, I mean, What's he going to do coming here, you know? Get guaranteed uh, playing time at first base, except he wouldn't. But, but, so, yeah. but, well, no, he wouldn't. That's the other thing yeah. here. I mean, let's, let's, everyone gets all, that's what. are going to just move on from Moran. Well, but which, this is what happened with Todd Frazier, too, is everyone, it, spring training happened, okay, and everyone was like, there was the one name everyone recognized. Like, no one knew who Philip Evans was or what these other guys, but they recognized the name of Todd Frazier. Never mind. Nobody looked up his actual recent stats or no one looked at the quality of his bats that he was having in Bradenton or anything like that. You just get caught up in a name. Colin Moran is having one of the better seasons for a first baseman across the scope of Major League Baseball. Yeah. He's your first baseman, you know. Um, let's see what else we got here. Dan says the Steelers would obviously go for Aaron Rodgers. Well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, they'd go for Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes too. I, the, well, the, Pat- the difference is, is Aaron, Aaron and his camp are obviously no, obvi- obviously, but but still, it's signals. Just, but like the Packers, they're I don't think they're letting go of that guy. That's the dream pick again. Let's reevaluate next because you know what? What might happen is Aaron Rodgers is next year. If 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 at that point the Packers are like, all right, we're moving on. We got Jordan Love, and we we saw how many quarterbacks change in free agency this year. I mean, Carson Wentz is is a cult. Like, what 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 happened with so many of these teams? I can see a lot of madness happening, and the Steelers taking their stab there as well. But uh, but yeah, Aaron Rodgers, sure, maybe next year, but not not this year. Kevin Kramer says, I think the difference between the past few years Stanley Cup playoffs and this team will be the Penguins' depth scoring with McCann, Carter, Goudreau, uh, Zach Aston, Reese, Teddy Bluger, Brandon Tanev can be the difference maker against a defensive team like the Isles. You know what the Penguins' depth meaning their third and fourth lines is the best that it's been since 2016, not 2017. 2017, you might remember, the Penguins' fourth line was this cobbled-together thing of penalty killers. Like, it was Matt Cullen and Carter Rowney. Remember Carter Rowney was taking a regular shift? Um, Now, never mind that those guys won game six because the Predators had all five power plays in that game. And Rowney and, and Cullen and those guys were great on the PK, so I'm not diminishing them. But overall, when you're talking about 5v5 performance and the advanced analytics that are involved, yes, this group is significantly better. However, one thing I want to throw in, Kevin, when you talk about beating the Islanders, what you want more than anything is that speed coming up through the neutral zone. I'm about to go Carter's classroom on you here. With the Islanders, the way they pack it in, and how passive they are. They want you to come through the neutral zone and make diagonal passes. The trap system is set up to force you to make diagonal passes. You know what's a great way to beat that? Don't pass it. But you got to be fast. You know who's been trap busting on the Islanders all year? Mike Matheson, who was back at practice today, full shield and all. He's tough. He's a hockey player. 
and Brandon Tanev. These are the guys and Brian Rust and the faster guys on the Penguins. Why do you think the Penguins were 6-2 and two against the Islanders this season? Because Barry Trotz does not have an answer for individual speed. How did I do, Carter? Pretty good. Huh? No visuals, though. No visuals, yeah. Just, you know, a solid explanation, and the passion was there. <laughs> I'm really into that stuff. I'm sorry. I think you can relate, right? Well, absolutely. That's what, that's what I bring every day. We've got a Carter's Classroom coming out t- tonight, too. Uh, C-Max's health, health is definitely the main key to Penguin success in the playoffs. I mean, you can say that about anybody, but then, again, look at the point that was just made by Kevin on the screen. Those lines that he just gave you, I can make a fifth NHL line right now with Evan Rodriguez, Colton Sevier, and Mark Jankowski. Now, are those guys superstars? No. Are they three legit NHL forwards? Yes. All three of them will be watching game one. All three. And a fourth defense pairing with Yuso Rikola and Chad Ruedel. That's a that's a team that can withstand some injuries, uh, even to the top line. That's the beauty of bringing in Jeff Carter. You know, when you bring in someone like that who can play center or wing, if you have an injury to Sid or Gino or to Rust or Jake of these guys, you have people who can slide up uh, into those situations. Ty asks, who has impressed you the most on the Pirates, Alex? Impressed. Um. I'm going to cheat and give two answers here from someone who Anderson, who we talked about earlier. Yeah. And just like what, what he's done, but for someone who actually is going to be part of this team going forward, I, I would say Ben Nar because everything I heard about this guy is like, yeah, this guy's the splitter. That's his bread and butter. Then you see him in action. He's still in 98, 99. It's like, okay, no, wait a minute. This guy actually has three legitimate pitches as a relief reliever. Like, the Hidei Nomo splitter is a great story and everything, but it might be his third pitch just with how well the other stuff is playing. He looks like the closer of the future. I, I couldn't agree more, and I'm going to throw in my own, and that's JT Brubaker. Um, yeah. He has shown not only the stuff, not only the command, but as I wrote about from San Diego last week, my goodness, is this dude oozing some poise out there. Uh, something goes wrong for him, and all he does is just pull the boots up. There's no none of that wilting on the mound. There's none of that fussing deer in the headlights thing and, and whatever else. He just goes and gets the job done. Uh, we're down to our last couple of questions for today. Uh, let's go to, uh, to Randy, who says, number of starters on the 2020 Steelers from this year's draft. I think he means 2021. Of course he has to. From this year's draft. Yeah, I was like, I was like huh? Um, okay, so uh, Najee Harris, obvious starter. I think Fryermuth works his way into be a starter. I think it takes a couple weeks. Pat Fryermuth, the tight end. Yeah, Pat Fryermuth. He's gonna be he's gonna be there. I think Kendrick Green will be a starter at least by week four at center, uh, their third round pick. Why hold um, off? Why I, I hear that one a lot, Carter. But why do that? Why start the season with BJ Finney? If if Kendrick Green is your guy and you're doing wide zone blocking and you're committing to him and the team believes in that, why not just start like that? Well, there's always the, the the thing you have to consider for centers is communication and how well does he pick up the system. That's and, and that's the thing. Like I'm saying that he's going to start at some point the season. He could start week one. Uh, he could very well do that. But I'm also leaving in the caveat that there's there maybe there's a little bit of uh, some growing he has to do 
in that aspect of the offense. Remember, one of the big things that Pouncey did was he saw everything that Ben saw, and their communication was flawless. They would just bing, 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 boom. Like they, they, they would be able to pick up what defenses were doing and relay that to the rest of the offense. That's something that Kendrick Green might not take up right away, but if he does, he will be the starter day one. Last hockey question is from Wes Reed, who says, is there any discussion about who to make the backup between Legacy and DeSmith? There is not. This will be the easiest question we get today. The Penguins goaltenders are, in order, Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith, both of whom have earned those respective spots. All Manny, or Manny, Manny Legacy is a goaltender from a million years ago. Uh, Maxime uh, Legacy accomplished this season in the NHL was to shut out the Buffalo Sabres. And... Let's see if we can find a baseball one to finish here with Alex. I'm not sure that we have one of those. Ah, Dan just says, can Todd Frazier pitch touchdowns? This seems like an appropriate place to finish. Alex, did you ever, I mean, did you ever think, and being in a, in, a, in, a, in an almost serious vein here, did you ever think that Todd Frazier was going to add anything based on what you saw in Bradenton? I thought he could have done like the, the cliche, you know, veteran voice, someone who could add a little something to the bench right there. Maybe that time off and the alternate time being away from actual games really just messed up his timing to the point that it just couldn't be rectified. He was lunging a lot, yeah. including including on one of his two hits yesterday. He he kept, and I think teams kind of figured that out, and they were pitching him away, away, away. Yeah, and, but I can say confidently, I didn't see a three for thirty-five coming. I can say confidently years. that I'm glad it happened. So on that happy note. Thanks to everybody for watching. We will have another afternoon Ask Anything tomorrow. And, oh, by the way, this was brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar, directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. If you're heading to the game tonight, stop over and say hello and let them know we sent you.